the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Good morning. Um, and uh, should we say, you know, it is indeed a great Jummah today, subhanAllah. And with a clock at 31 minutes past 10, uh, being the 7th of Rajab, the 7th juice was recited. And the suwa recited in the juice was Surah Ma'idah. That was the continuation. The table spread with food. That was verses 83 to verses 120. And then Surah Al-An'am. That was the cattle. Verses 1 to verses 110. Stay tuned tomorrow, inshallah, as we so actually know that there are so many of our elders and also young people tuned in at the time between 9 and 10 to continue the, um, uh, should we say, listening and also following the Quran when the Jews is being recited. Alhamdulillah. And we always love you to give us some feedback as well. As is, we are in our Friday Nasiha program. I'm your host Aisha Latu. And we have put a shout pressing all the right buttons instead of Faiz David. So we make dua Allah Quran, his brother Shifa, inshallah, he's not too well. And that is Munir. So for all those who are in, um, infirm and not in the best of health, may Allah Quran and um, also a speedy recovery, inshallah. With me in studio, the Honorable Sheikh Zaid Fatar, and we continue on human rights. That is the topic for this month, inshallah, but definitely, you know, various facets. And today we focus on Islam and the protection of one's wealth. I'm Sheikh Zaid. Assalamu alaikum. And a big shukran for being in studio with us this morning. I, I know rather a challenging morning for you on the way here, alhamdulillah. But we make shukran to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we could have you with us to share, you know, this great nasiha with our listeners once again. Alhamdulillah, inshallah. Shaykh said, well, the topic this morning would be Islam and the protection of one's wealth. And I'm going to ask Shaykh to continue with that, inshallah. Inshallah. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء وسيد المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم رب شحني صدري ويسلي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني أفقه كوني السلام عليكم first of all to all of the listeners ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته may Allah سبحانه وتعالى grant today a blessed day for each and every one of us الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created humans, mankind, in a way that he has made them a being that is social. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created human beings as a social being that interacts with one another. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ya ayyuhal nasu inna khalaqnakum min dhakar wa untha. وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلًا لِتَعَارَفُوا إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hujurat, ayah number 13, that all people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to each and every one of us that is on this dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we have created you from a male and a female, and we have made it that you are all in tribes and nations and all of these things, so that you may get to know one another, so that you can get to know each other. And that is one of the most important things, Jamaat al-Muslimin, is that these things are one of the sunnahs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this cone, in this universe. Is that He has created mankind in a way that we need to interact and engage with each other. And that is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us. He did not create us alone. For we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created with Nabi Adam, Sayyidah Hawa alayhi salam. And this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to us in the manner that we need to be. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders us that when we engage with one another and we interact with each other, that it needs to be based upon honesty, modesty, 
and sincerity. These are the three key factors that each and every one of us need to keep in mind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the whole Quran in Surah Al-Ma'idah, ayah number two, وَتَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى وَلَا تَعَوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدَوَانِ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعِقَابِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and work and collaborate with each other upon righteousness and taqwa and fear in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not work with each other upon ithm, evil and fasad and all of these things, and enemies between each other and hatred. These are the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to deal with. We need to deal with each other upon these three key factors, Jamaat al-Muslimin. Honesty, modesty and sincerity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it such that when we do good deeds in our communities, in our societies, it does not just uplift ourselves, but it uplifts our whole community. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-As speaks about this uh, this, this uh, action. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاصَوا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوا بِالصَّبْرِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes a qasam by, uh, by time. And he says, Innal insara, indeed mankind, he is at a loss. When it comes to certain things, he is just, يعني, he was created weak. So therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that mankind he is at a loss. But what is the exception? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Illa amanu. But except those that have iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they do the good deeds, the righteous deeds upon this dunya, and they stand firm upon the haq. They stand firm upon the truth. They stand firm on the principles of Islam and the mabadi of Islam. And they keep to patience and perseverance. These are the things that uplift us as a community and as individuals. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised the Muslimin that does these things, Jamaat al-Muslimin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas, ta'muruna bil ma'rufi, wa tanhawna anil munkari, wa tu'minuna billah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that indeed, praising a nation, he says indeed you are from the greatest or the best nations that were sent to this dunya. Why? What is the reason, Ya Rabbi? It is ta'muruna bil ma'rufi, that you order with the good. And you stay away from which is evil and bad, harming people, being unjust towards people. All of these things are considered as facade. And this is one of the reasons that Allah, your creator, praises you when you do these things. Allahu Akbar. The name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a hadith on Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu, qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la yu'minu ahadukum hatta yuhibbu li akhihi ma yuhibbu li nafsi. That none of you can claim to have complete iman and faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. And of course, nobody loves injustice towards themselves. Nobody would not like to harm themselves. It's impossible for a person to feel that way. So therefore, we need to have the exactly same mutual feeling for our brother, for our sister, that we want to see to their justice, we want to see to their haq, to their right, to their amana, to their safetyness, and all of these things that we love for each other. This is the things that the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has ordered us to do with. The Nabi alayhi wa sallam says in a very beautiful hadith, he says, من دعا إلى هدى كان له من الأجر مثل أجور من تبعه لا ينقص ذلك من أجورهم شيئا. That the Nabi says that when a person calls towards goodness and righteousness 
and justice and all of these good uh, uh, characteristics he gets exactly the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for himself and the reward of those that follow in his deed. Those that follow into what he has done in righteousness, he is granted the reward of these people as well, but without decreasing these people's reward. Allahu Akbar. Look at this great reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives. But on the other hand, other things as well happen. You know, they say the sword has two edges. One you can use for the goodness and the, yani, the, for sake of mankind and the, and the goodness of mankind and society. The other can use to destroy mankind. Now exactly the same thing as well in the hadith. The Nabi continues and he says, وَمَنْ دَعَى إِلَىٰ And whoever calls to dalal and fasad and evil, all of these evil deeds, كَانَ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ الْإِثْمِ مِثْلَ آثَامِ الَّذِينَ يَتَّبِعُونَهُ أَوْ مَنْ يَتَّبِعُهُ and those that call towards evil and facade, they will be punished and they will be not rewarded. They will be punished with what they, they did and as well as those that follow in their deeds. Those that follow in their footsteps when they do this wrong because this is a sunnah sayyah that this person has made. And inshallah, Sheikh, we're going to just uh, um, you know, go for our ad break, inshallah, to our listeners. Do stay tuned the topic being human rights, Islam and the protection of wealth. We go for ad, stay tuned. Friday Nasikha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi and a warm welcome to our listeners. We're focusing on human rights and Islam and the protection of wealth. In studio, we have Sheikh Zaid Fatar, who is also the son of Sheikh Riyad Fatar, and he has studied at the Al Azhar University in Egypt, Cairo, since the age of six years old, and that is since 1996 to 2015. That is at the um, University of Islamic Theology in the field of Aqidah, belief, and also philosophy. He's currently at the Medina Institute, the assistant dean, and also one of the lecturers. And Sheikh welcome once again and it's always great to know you know so that our listeners can know where you come from and also not just because you're the son of Sheikh Riyad Fatar <laughs> but because you have earned your um, accolades <laughs> as well <laughs> subhanallah so to continue with our topic this morning inshallah and so aptly Sheikh had mentioned you know when we speak about the protection of wealth we and, and we speak about the human rights we also speak mostly about the character and you know what has been um, uh, prescribed by the Quran as well as the sunnah of the beloved Nabi Muhammad <laughs> Indeed, Islam is a deen, is a religion that has seen to everything. I mean, this beautiful deen of ours that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored us with, has blessed us with, really indeed is a favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This deen has seen to everything. It is, as a lot of people say, it is a way of life. You know, it is a way of life that people need to adapt to. This deen has seen to so much that this this is the only religion that's seen to a person even going to the bathroom. Subhanallah. Allahu Akbar. I mean, this is this beautiful deen with all of its rules and regulations in order to uplift each and every one of us. That is the goal, Jamaat al-Muslimin. For when we collaborate with each other, as we said, you do not only just uplift yourself, but you uplift your community, you uplift your society, you uplift your country, you uplift the whole ummah. And that is the most important thing. Whether it be in education, whether it be in politics, whether it be in economics, whether it be even military-wise, if we all work with one another upon amana, upon siddiq, trustworthy and honesty and all of these things, and we see to the hukuk, the rights on each and every individual, wallahi, this ummah will go up to levels that we have never witnessed before. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna Allah la ma hatta ma that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not change a situation of a nation until they change themselves. So we need to start with ourselves. 
But continuing on the modo on the topic, is that Islam we find has based principles and morals and regulations and obligations upon every individual that lives on this dunya. Whether you're Muslim, whether you're non-Muslim. And one of those obligations is the person needs to see to hukuk al-insaniyya, to human, basic human rights. And Islam has bring this years, thousands of years ago. We will find people only coming up today with these certain rules and regulations and stuff like that. The beautiful Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has advocated this years ago. And the deen of Islam has brought all of these things years ago. And Islam came to teach the people what is human rights. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at least the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in showing that one of the basic human rights is dignity. One of the basic human rights is helping one with one another, helping each other to not fall into harm's way. The Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in the hadith, it says, That you need to help a man, even if a man is busy walking and you have a dabba that you can help him with, a, uh, how can I say, a horse or a camel, whatever the case may be, and you help him. This is considered as a sadaqah. sadaqah. The Rabbi says, This is a sadaqah for you, a, a, a source of charity for yourselves. And when you order to go towards goodness and righteousness, it is considered as well as a sadaqah. Look at this beauty. And when you order for people to stay away from evil and bad and harm in others, this is considered as well as a sadaqah. And when you prevent any harm to comes to those people that are on the streets, those people that are in the roads, this is considered as well as a sadaqah. The name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has come as a rahmatan lil'alameen. Indeed, he was a mercy to all mankind. And one of the basic human rights that the Qur'an advocates and the Rabbi alayhi wa advocates is that a person's life, is, it is sacred by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No matter what background, no matter what religion you come from. We have honored Bani Adam. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the whole Quran, Man qatala nafsan bighayri nafsin aw fasadin fil ardi, faka'annama qatala nasa jami'a. That whoever takes a life, a ruh, and he kills a person with no haq, absolutely no haq, you have to take this person's life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, it's almost as if you have killed all of mankind. This is the deen of Islam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues, says, وَمَنْ أَحْيَاهَا فَكَأَنَّمَا أَحْيَا النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا But whoever grants to see to the life or the lives of people in their livelihood, these things is considered, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if you do these things, it's almost as if you made the whole world alive again. Allahu Akbar. SubhanAllah. On that note, inshallah, listeners, we go for our ads and we come back. We continue with Sheikh Zaid Fatah. Stay tuned. The Voice of the King. On the voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Welcome to our Nasiha, Friday Nasiha program. And today it is with Shah Zaid Fatar, who is the son of Shahriyat Fatar and also studied at the Al Azhar University in Egypt, Cairo. Now that is since 1996. At the age of six years old, only until 2015. So currently also the assistant dean at the Medina Institute and also one of the lecturers. And to just bear in mind that he studied at the Islamic um, University of Theology as well as in the field of Aqidah, that is belief, as well as philosophy. So warm welcome. I'm Sheikh Zaid and shukran so much for being in studio with us to enlighten us once again on our Nasiha program. Alhamdulillah. Barakallahu fiki, barakallahu fiki. Um, continuing what we said, we were speaking about basic human rights. And 
for a person first to know what is human rights, we need to establish that Islam does advocate human rights. And uh, in one of the ayat that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about, as we mentioned, protecting one's life, having that the life is sacred to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that this, there is no difference between a Muslim and a non-Muslim. Life is considered sacred no matter what religion you come from. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, لَا يَنْهَاكُمُ اللَّهُ عَنِ الَّذِينَ لَمْ يُقَاتِلُوكُمْ وَلَمْ يُخْرِجُوكُمْ مِنْ دِيَارِكُمْ أَنْ تَبَرُّوهُمْ وَتُكْسِتُوا إِلَيْهِمْ إِنَّ اللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُكْسِتِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that I have not forbidden you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not forbid any of us that we do good to those that have not harmed us and those that does not fight us, those that do not speak ill about us and all of these things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that these people we can do good towards them, we can live with them, we can do righteous deeds with them and we need to be just. That is the most important thing. For indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna Allah yuhibbul muqsateen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those that are just towards each other. The Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa just to show the extent and the seriousness of this, because today we find in the world that even a non-Muslim's life is yani, worth nothing. And that is absolutely not at what the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa has advocated. The Nabi alayhi wa says, Man lam Whoever kills a soul or a person without a haq that is a non-Muslim, he will not smell even the smell of Jannah. And the Rabbi Sussam then continues, he says, yeah. That the Rabbi Sussam said, and you will be able to smell the Jannah 40 years away. Now imagine these people are not going to even smell the Jannah. This is how it shows us that life is sacred no matter how you look at it. And Imam Al Subki he says, When the Nabi Sussam said, Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, in the Ghazwa Khaybar, the Battle of Khaybar, and before Sayyidina Ali had his sword ready, had his armor ready, he was about to go in the battle, fight. The Rabbi Sussalam then said, gave him a great advice. He says, Udu'am ila al-Islami wa'akhbirhum bima yajib alayhim. That speak to them or call to them to Islam and let them know what is the things that is an obligation upon them. Min haqqillah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered them with. Thumma qala lahu, fawallahi la'in yahdi Allahu bika. رَجُلًا وَاحِدًا خَيْرٌ مِّنْ حُمْرِ النِّعْمِ Then the Nabi said, while you're going on your battle here, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants that you cause one man to come towards hidayah, that would be greater than anything that you can achieve. حُمْرُ النِّعْمِ is a term to use in the Arabic language. It is almost as if the greatest thing that you can ever achieve on this dunya. So the Imam Subki here then takes Qital fighting hidayah. According to the situation that the Nabi gave advice towards Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu before he was going into battle. So according to him that even Skital is calling people to righteousness, to justness, and all of this, the justice is very important, Jamaat al-Muslimi. One of the rights of insan as well, as we know, is the protection of wealth. And this is not a basic right that is, yani, it is uh, that people need to follow. It is an obligation in Islam. It's not something that is a sunnah or mustahab or whatever the case may be. It is a wajib in Islam that a person needs to see to the protection of wealth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, وَالسَّارِكُ وَالسَّارِكَةُ فَقُطَعُوا أَيْدِيَهُمَا جَزَاءً بِمَا كَسَبَ نَكَالًا مِنَ اللَّهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks and shows us how severe and how serious it is when people steal from each other. When people take things that are not their haqq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and the sarik was sarika, the male that steals and the female that steals. Then these people's hands need to be chopped off. For this is a reward for what they did. 
That's why you find a hadith that your reward will be according to what you do. If you do a good deed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you. If you do an evil deed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you exactly the same thing for you. And that is the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that these people's hands need to be cut off, need to be chopped off because of what they did, what they brought upon themselves. And this is Surah Al-Ma'idah, Ayah 38. Until so we find Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, she says that she narrates a story. She says that there was a woman from Maghzum, one of the clans called Maghzum. This woman was an honorable woman. She had status. She was known between her tribe. She was famous, put it that way. And she was honored by everybody. And this woman, Yani, fell into, she stole something. And at this time, everybody was worried about this woman. Everybody was concerned about this woman because she's such an honorable woman, yet she stole. And they then decided that we need to speak to the Nabi Muhammad. We need to yani, plead with him. And none of them wanted to come forward. Look at this. Nobody of them wanted to come forward to the Nabi because they feared the Nabi They felt too shy. And they said, okay, the best person to speak to, Usama ibn Zayd. Usama ibn Zayd was considered as Hubbi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The loved by the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because Usama ibn Zayd was as well the brother of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because they both were breastfeeding from Umm Barakah. The Umm Barakah was one of the, the mothers that breastfed the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So they said, okay, let's speak to Usama. You can use Usama. You know, Usama is the loved one by the Nabi alayhi wa sallam. Let's speak to Usama. So they approach Usama. And they tell Usama about the situation. And Usama then says, khalas, okay. Usama is also a person that has mercy. And he's trying to be, uh, uh, you know, so he's showing sympathy towards the case. So he then says, okay, I will try to speak to the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Usama ibn Zayd then goes to the Nabi sallam and he pleads the case. And the Nabi sallam then replies to him, Do you think that you have a right to come and advocate in the hudud, the punishments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We have absolutely no right. Nobody on this dunya has a right to see, to try to advocate, try to plead with the punishments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam got up. Thumma kam. Fakhataba and he gave a khutbah. And he said, Innama ahlaka ladina qablakum, that the people before you were destroyed. Why? Annahum kanu idha saraka fihimu sharif, that when the honored one stole, when he committed something wrong, then the Nabi alayhi wa sallam said, Tarakuhu. They would just leave him off because of his status, because of his lineage, because of his wealth, because of whatever the case may be. The thing, people think that they are honored by these things. Remember, honor comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And taqwa is the thing that is honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, the Nabi says, this is what destroyed them. And when the weak one steals, then they want to see to the punishment of this person. The Nabi then makes a qasam. He says, وَأَيَّمَ Allah." By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, an oath, a qasam, a sumba, the Rabbi Rasulullah says, لو أن فاطمة بنت محمد سرقت لقطعتو يدها. The Rabbi Rasulullah says, makes a qasam and a sumba. Now we know the hadith of the Rabbi Rasulullah is really important. Now here the Rabbi Rasulullah makes a qasam. Tells us what? This is something most important that we need to, and he needs to grab our attention. So Rabbi Rasulullah makes a qasam and he says, that if my daughter Fatima bint Muhammad, the daughter of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if she had to steal, I would as well cut her hands off. 
And we know Sayyidah Fatima radiallahu anha, she's from Ahlul Bayt. She's from uh, the Sahaba. She's one of those that narrated so many ahadith. And she's the mother of Al-Hassan Al-Hussein. Yani, there is, there is almost, if you can say, one of the greatest women that ever existed in this dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted her this. And even this woman that is so close to the Nabi close so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even when there are injustices that if it should come from her, the Nabi would see that justice is served. And this is how we need to be Jamaat al-Muslimin. And this hadith you will find in Bukhari and Muslim. And Imam al-Nawawi, he gave a fatwa out by saying, it is an yudafa al-mar did the shaqs yuridu an yasrik malahu that when a person comes to you and he tries to rob you, tries to steal you, Al-Imam al-Nawawi said, it is haq, it is wajib, it is a person, is permissible for a person to defend himself, even if it causes the next person that is trying to steal from you, trying to harm you, that their life goes, that you take their life. But of course, Al-Imam al-Nawawi does not mean that that is the first thing that we go for. And Imam Malik says that is la yajuzu. It is not permissible for a person to take another person's life. If he's trying to rob you, trying to steal from you, if your life is not threatened. And as well, he puts another one. He says if it's something that is pitiful, something that is pity, and he uses the example like, for instance, where a person wants to steal bread from you. Yes. I mean, it's, a, it's something that is necessary for him to survive. So he says if a person tries to steal bread from you, it is not a hug upon you to take his life. Because it's something that is pity, something that is small. And we see as well that the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a man came to the Nabi alayhi wa sallam. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, Rajulun yurid, yatini yuridu mali, famada afal, oh kama kal. He says, Ya Rasulullah, if a man comes to me and he wants my money, he wants to take my money with no haq, he wants to steal from me, he wants to rob me, what do I do? So the Nabi alayhi wa sallam said, La tu'atihu malak. Don't give him your money, keep your wealth. What happens, Ya Rasulullah, if he tries to fight me for this money? The Rabbi Alayhi Wasallam then said, Defend yourself. Ya Rasulullah, what happens when if he kills me or he takes my ruh? The Rabbi Alayhi Wasallam then said, Then you indeed are a martyr. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he asked, Ya Rasulullah, if I kill him, Ya Rasulullah, then what happens? The Rabbi Alayhi Wasallam said, Then indeed he is in Jahannam. May Allah protect us. Amen, amen, inshallah on that note. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome to our Nasiha program with a clock at 12 minutes past 11. Our time is flying because indeed we're having such a um, fruitful Nasiha this morning once again with Sheikh Zaid Fatah speaking about human rights and also um, we've, uh, Sheikh had mentioned earlier just about, you know, the life, how sacred life is as well as, you know, um, when males and females commit, um, you know, a sin basically when we speak about, yes, no. you know, uh, the, the punishment and it specifically mentions not mankind but it specifically mentions a male and female in this, no. yeah? No, no, de- indeed, definitely. I mean, this, this deen is very clear. Nobody has an excuse when it comes to this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This kitab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is moving. It is completely clear and understood by the sunnah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Nabi alayhi wa speaking about a person's wealth and speaking about a person's life and how we need to protect it, the Nabi alayhi wa says in a very beautiful hadith, it says, Man qatala duna ma lahu shaheed, who is killed protecting his wealth, this person is considered as a shaheed, as a martyr. And a person that is killed protecting his own self, his nafs, his own self, 
This person as well is considered as a shaheed. And a person that he is fighting or trying to protect his deen, his religion, and he is killed for who shaheed, then he as well is considered as a shaheed, a martyr in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whoever fights in protecting his family, defending his family, Allah, the Nabi said, Fahuwa Shaheed, and this person indeed as well is a Shaheed. So we see how Islam has come and has made all of these things so sacred that you are granted the status of a martyr. And we know that a martyr on the day of Qiyamah, he is dumb, his blood is going to come out and is going to smell and the smell of musk. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the status of the martyr. And not only that, the Nabi has instructed anybody that dies as a Shaheed that you should not wash him. Why? Because the day of Qiyamah is going to be raised exactly the same way and he is going to be honored in the sense of that blood that is going to come out is going to be like musk to everybody, mashallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has showed us Jamaat al-Muslimin in various occasions and various ayat that life and all of these human rights is sacred by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Speaking about theft again and robbery, the Rabbi alayhi a man came to the Rabbi alayhi and asked, Ya Rasulullah, what should I do if someone approaches me and attempts to rob me. And this is another hadith, another riwayah. And he tries to steal my wealth. The Nabi replied to him by stating that you first need to remind this person of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remind him of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then, ittaqillah. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In English, you can do it as well. Fear God. And then this person then needs to take heed. So then the man asked, Ya Rasulullah, what happens if he does not take heed? So the Nabi then said, Seek refuge from the people that is around you. And the man said, Ya Rasulullah, if there is nobody that is around me and I'm alone, what do I do? The Rabbi then said, he said, approach the authorities and ask them to stop this criminal that is trying to steal from you. The man then said, Ya Rasulullah, what happens if these people are also not around? So the Rabbi then replied to him and said, fight to protect your wealth until either you are killed or the criminal has been succumbed. You know, he has been killed or he has been stopped. Or, or, or any in that sense, yani. So therefore, like we see, it is tadarrujan, is that we go step by step or level by level, and we don't immediately just jump in and try to kill people because this deen does not call to murder. This people, this deen does not call to yani, slaughtering people and all of these things. There are stages that we need to go through in order to protect ourselves, order to see to our safety, order to see to our wealth, see to all of these things. The Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a man came to the Rabbi one day. I said, Ya Rasulullah, I commit zina, I steal, I do all of these bad things, I drink wine and I lie. So Ya Rasulullah, I ask you, please tell me, which of this do I need to leave for your sake, Ya Rasulullah? And the Rabbi also had listened fast to Matul Muslimin, that even after hearing all of these things, the Rabbi did not chase the man away. He did not damn him into hell. You know, say, خلاص, fil jahannam. You are in jahannam with all of these evil and bad deeds that you are doing. And we find that sometimes, sadly today, is that when people approach people and they ask for advice, we intend to judge. And that is not the prophetic way of the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So he said, Ya Rasulullah, what can I do in order to يعني, save myself? What can I leave off? And the Nabi said, on top of that, just look at this beauty. He did not say leave of everything or leave of a few things. He said leave of one thing. What was it? He said leave of lying. And the man said, Khalas ya Rasulullah. And then he went. So the next day came and the man was about to, he was thinking of committing zina. And he thought to himself, Ya Allah, wait, 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 wait. 
tomorrow if I get the Nabi alayhi salam, I have now made an oath upon myself and have given to Rasulullah that I'm not going to lie, I'm going to leave of lying. So he thought to himself, if I'm going to commit the zina today, and tomorrow I meet the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the Nabi is going to ask me, what have you done today? I won't be able to lie, because I've taken an oath upon myself. And then he decides, okay, khalas, I'm not going to commit zina, because I can't lie to the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The day afterwards, he came again across another thing that he wanted to do. He wanted to do, uh, steal from another person. And he again thought to himself, wait, 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 wait. What am I going to say to the Nabi tomorrow? <laughs> and he was thinking about this. And then he said, if I'm going to steal, the Nabi said, yeah, what did you do today? And I'm going to say, Rasulullah, because he respected and he honored and he was shy for the Nabi Muhammad. And if he says that he did not commit it, he will be lying. So he thought, wait, I'm not going to steal. Because I cannot lie to the name Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and exactly with all other things, when the man wanted to come to 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 to, to the other things that he speaks about about shurb al khamr, when he wanted to drink, he thought again to himself, wait, 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 what is the Nabi sallam going to ask me tomorrow? Am I going to be able to yani, lie to him or not? And therefore, the man then suddenly left off drinking wine. And look at the beauty of it is how the wisdom, the Nabi when he approached people, he approached them with hikmah, with wisdom in calling people to this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need to ask ourselves the same question, Jamaat al-Muslimi. We know that on the day of Qiyamah, the Sahaba says, Ya Rasulullah, how are you going to know us on the day of Qiyamah when we're going to be standing with millions of people? And the Nabi said, I'm going to know you because each of my ummah, they, each individual is going to be shining and the nur is going to be coming from me and that is that, um, how I'm going to know each and one of them. And the question that we need to ask ourselves, Jamaat al-Muslimin, how are we going to feel if the Nabi does not recognize us? Picture that in your mind. Visualize that. Put yourself in that situation where the Nabi comes and he calls this one, he calls that one, he calls this friend of yours, that friend of yours, and when it comes to you, he doesn't recognize you. He walks past you. Something to think about. Something that we need to ponder. Something that we need to understand. And we need to take heed of these things, Jamaat al-Muslimin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all of these things. Uh, if, if possible, one of my uh, uh, friends has messaged me and asked me, his name is uh, Suleiman Davids, and he's asked me, Sheikh Kanala, please send me a message, uh, send my message over to all of the listeners. And he says, uh, Juma Mubarak to Auntie Aisha and all of the listeners and the ra- and Radio Voice of the Cape. Amen. And Juma Mubarak to myself as well. He says, and he says, please make dua for the whole ummah, inshallah ta'ala. This comes from Sulaiman David. I mean, inshallah. Barak we go for ads, inshallah, so when we come back, we can actually focus on a dua for all those who are infirm and all those who are going through difficulties, inshallah. And uh, that is after this ad break. Stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Indeed, our Nasiha program coming to a conclusion this morning. So we have Sheikh Zaid Fatar, who's the son of Sheikh Riyad Fatar, who also studied at the Al Azhar University in Egypt in Cairo since 1996 until 2015. And he started at the age of six years old, mashallah. So it just shows how we reap the benefits, subhanAllah, of so many years of studying and um, coming back to Cape Town and embracing us, the community, and sharing all the knowledge with us, subhanAllah. So we, we must really 
لك شكر تو الله سبحانه وتعالى هي كود هاف جون اني ويلز ان ذا وورلد بت هي تشوز تو كم باك تو ساوث افريكا تو ذا موست ساذن تايب اوف افريكان ذات اسكيبت الحمد لله هي ستاديد ات ذا اسلاميك يونيفرستي اوف ثيولوجي ان ذا فيلد اوف عقيده ذات از بيليف ان اولسو فيلوسفي كاندلي ذا اسيستنت دين ات ذا مدينة انستيتوت ان اولسو ون اوف ذا ليكشرز شيخ زيد We must say a big shukran, but most of all, you know that we have been enlightened this morning by this nasiha that you've shared. We speak about the human rights and, you know, we often think that only through liberation comes human rights. Mm. But Islam liberated us thousands of years ago, subhanAllah. This is the beauty of it all. No, alhamdulillah, indeed, wallahi. I mean, if you look at Islam and how, and that is a sad part of how people are trying to portray Islam, especially in the international arena, that Islam is a deen that uh, is unjust, is a deen that calls towards, deens that call towards murder and killing and beheading and all of these things. Wallahi, that was definitely not the prophetic way of the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes to us the messenger and describes to us the message that was sent with him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ شَاهِدًا وَمُبَشِّرًا وَنَذِيرًا وَدَاعِيًا إِلَى اللَّهِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَسِرَاجًا مُنِيرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We have sent you, Ya Rasulullah, Sayyidi Ya Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu was sent as a what? As a bashir, a person that brings glad tidings, one nadir, and a person that warns the people. And that is how we need to be. That is how we need to balance ourselves. Because today, sometimes you find people too much on the extreme side. هذا حرام هذا بدعة هذا كفر all of these things and then you find as well on the other side you say no this is a sunnah sheikh you know this is a mustahab you know you don't have to not going to be punished if you don't do it and all of these things and we need to strike a balance according to the prophetic way of the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and that is he was both he was balanced one of our dakatra one of our professors gave us good very wallahi I'll never forget this advice He said, when you call people to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you show them their rights and whatever obligations they have upon them, he tells them, first captivate their hearts. Captivate their hearts, grab their hearts, and you will see the haq will flow from their eyes. You will see the haq flow from their eyes because then they will be convinced this is the haq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And wallahi, this is the prophetic way of the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that we need to adapt to. I mean, inshallah, Sheikh, on that note, as um, you know, requested by many of the listeners to so please make dua for the family members who are not well, for those who have lost, lost loved ones. We know the likes of Dr. Muhammad Benjamin also lost, lost his brother in this week. And um, indeed, also one of our very own colleagues, you know, the brother um, not being in the best, his brother not being in the best of health. And then we're looking at the likes of Wutayus uh, Fisher also lost mm. his family members, so Allah grant them all um, Shifa, genital fetus, inshallah. Al-Fatiha. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء وسيد المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم رب الناس أذهب البأس اشف أنت الشافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر سقما اللهم رب الناس أذهب البأس اشف أنت الشافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر سقما اللهم رب الناس أذهب البأس اشف أنت الشافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر سقما اللهم اغفر لكل المسلمين من الأحياء والأموات يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته 
ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا ميتا إلا رحمته ولا ميتا إلا رحمته ولا ميتا إلا رحمته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وكنا عذاب النار ودخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا مولانا يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحاب وبارك وسلم اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير والعافية إنك على كل شيء قدير دعواهم فيها سبحانك اللهم وتحيتهم فيها سلام وآخر دعواهم أن الحمد لله رب العالمين Shukran so much to um, Sheikh Zaid Fatal. May Allah grant you a safe passage, inshallah. We know Amen. that you are on your way to Islamia Masjid. Uh, may it be a fruitful one to the um, to the Musallis there as well, inshallah, Amen. as we have benefited here on 91.3, FM in the Boland, as well as those who audio streamed at www.vsfm.co.za and all the success for the future, inshallah. to voice of the Cape. May Allah grant him success upon success. Amen, inshallah. Shukran so much, Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Friday Nasikha on the voice of the Cape.